Zipper rolls out to the right, pitches off to Taylor, and Taylor's to the 20. Down to the 15, down to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Billy Taylor scored a touchdown from 21 yards out. The crowd goes berserk. It was November 22nd, 1969 that they came to Barry, Michigan, all dressed in maize and blue. The words were said, the prayers were read, and everybody cried. But when they closed the coffin, there was someone else inside. Oh, they came to Barry, Michigan, but Michigan wasn't dead. And when the game was over, it was someone else instead. Eleven Michigan Wolverines put on the gloves of gray, and as the organ played the victors, they laid Woody Hayes away. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to fire. Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Is he a game-time decision, or is he out for the season? As of this morning, there are news reports citing various unnamed sources claiming Wilton Spate has a broken collarbone and is done for the season. His coach disputes that claim on his Monday night radio show. He said the medical team has not told him Wilton is out for the season, so we shall see. More on that in just a few minutes. On today's game day edition, my guest is Michigan great Jamie Morris, who co-hosts the M Zone with Marcus Ray on WTKA Ann Arbor, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. We taped Monday morning, so the news was just breaking regarding Wilton's injury, so we didn't go into any great detail about that. As always, though, it's interesting to hear from a player like Jamie and get his take on how the Iowa loss stings and what's next for our Wolverines. On Thursday's Visitor's Edition, we will get the inside scoop from Indiana play-by-play legend Don Fisher. He's been behind the mic calling IU football and basketball for 44 years now, so make sure you join us for that. Before we get to Jamie, here is my view from Section 17. Iowa is behind us. It has to be. Despite the heartbreaking loss, everything we want to accomplish is still on the table. I know fans are worried about how we will respond from the loss and how we will do it with a new quarterback. It is a blow to be sure. Whatever the true story is with Wilton, this much we know for sure. He will not play this Saturday. What I like about a Jim Harbaugh offense is that it is not quarterback-centric. There are a lot of moving parts to defend, and it is designed to be effective no matter who is under center. And it will have to be for now. John O'Corn was runner-up in the battle for the starting job this season. If you listen to Jim Harbaugh and Jed Fish in August, they said the margin was razor thin. I know it's not ideal that the injury happened now, but that's football. And if you don't think Jim Harbaugh and his staff have not planned for this scenario, think again. He is meticulous in his planning. So we'll let social media and the beat writers handle the Wilton stories. And today we'll ponder what happened in Iowa City and get ready for a battle with a very good football team 
the Indiana Hoosiers. A lot of you younger listeners don't remember 1985. I do, and so does my guest today. For Jamie Morris, watching Saturday night's game unfold was deja vu. In 85, Michigan and Iowa met at Kinnick Stadium, ranked number one and number two. Iowa's Rob Hotland kicked the game-winning field goal as time expired to beat us. Iowa was unranked this week, but the way the game played out on Saturday was eerily similar to 1985. Jamie is up next with his advice for this Michigan team and what we need to do this weekend when Indiana pays a visit to the big house. Here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Joining us on our Michigan Man Extra this week is Michigan great Jamie Morris, also co-host of the M-Zone with Marcus Ray, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. on the ticket, WTKA Ann Arbor. Good to have you back with us, Jamie. Good to be with you, Mike. How you doing? Everything going well? Everything is going well, uh, despite what happened on Saturday night. A little bit of a a hangover. I'm snapping out of it, though. Are you still in shock about what we saw Saturday night? No, I'm not in shock. Um, I knew something like this could happen. Um, we were bound to have a bad game. Where I was kind of hoping we could play through it, and we, we had enough to get through it. But you know what? We, we didn't. We had our chances, had our opportunities, and we just couldn't get it done in Iowa City. But we move on because everything, all of the goals and everything that's uh, before us, we can still achieve. Well, Jamie, when you were watching that game on Saturday night, how long did it take you into that game before you said to yourself, okay, uh, this is not going to script. We're in a dogfight. Uh, probably um, after the second, third series at the, at, at the most, I knew uh, Iowa was playing with some high intensity that I hadn't seen all season, and uh, they were bringing it to us. The coverage last week, I thought, was just a little bit crazy. You know, a three-touchdown spread coming out of Vegas. That defense had been good all year. Offensively, they're just a team that's, they're not bad, but they can't get behind like they did against Penn State the week before. We had to take them seriously. That is not a bad football team. No, you're right. It's it, They're not a bad football team. And, you know, we've all, everybody, since that schedule came out, everybody had been calling that a trap game. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the attitude was, let's go in business as usual. And um, they really set forth. It was a, a night game. Uh, so I think it looked like a blackout of what they were having. Uh, they really, the fans got behind Iowa. Iowa, they got called out on the radio. They got the media. The Iowa media went after the players, calling them out. Um, they had a purpose. and they, they, they knew that what they needed to do. Um, obviously they've watched film and, um, they did some things that, uh, that most teams hadn't done all season to us. So let's talk about those offensive struggles, Jamie. Uh, why do you think we just could not get any kind of a rhythm going at all? Well, Iowa took us out of our game plan early. I mean, they came after us. They, um, uh, uh, we tried to run the ball a little bit and they, they stopped them. Uh, jets, the, the jet sweeps that we used weren't working at the time. They 
They came down on top of us. Um, uh, they put pressure on Wilton State. Um, they uh, they did things to um, to uh, disrupt our offensive flow. We couldn't get any kind of flow going. As you know, sometimes we get into a flow and we score on each and every um, uh, series that we have. weren't able to do that. Even when we went up ten to uh, ten to nothing at one time. Uh, we couldn't. We really couldn't put Iowa away. As they were stay, as, as they were uh, staying in the game, you could see that they were gaining more and more confidence, and you could see that the tide was turning. Uh, but as I said, we had our opportunities, and we just didn't take advantage of them. Well, the defense kept us in the game, picked up the slack for the offense most of the night until that last drive. But Iowa had great field position to start that drive, and to be fair. They had some really nice play calling in that last drive, didn't they, Jamie? They did. They did. And they, um, you know, hats off to Iowa. They did, they did a real good job. Uh, were able to get down into uh, the t- past the 20-yard line and set up for a field goal. Reminiscent of um, 31 years ago when I played uh, with Jim Harbaugh at the quarterback helm. Um, it was kind of an eerie feeling. But, you know, as I said, we had our opportunities. We still have things in front of us, all the things that we want to accomplish. Uh, we just got to shake this one off. And it, you know what? It hurts these players, but they got to turn that hurt into want to, that they want to finish the season. Well, you just mentioned it, 1985, a huge game at Iowa. A lot of our listeners uh, will not remember it. Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback. Of course, you were the tailback. Number one versus number two, huge game at the time. We lost it in heartbreaking fashion. Saturday night had to be like deja vu for you. Uh, Rob Houtland kicked that winning field goal with time running out in 85. So you know what it feels like. How hard is it to move past that and get ready for the next game, though? Well, it's, it, it, you know what? It's hard. And from an emotional standpoint, uh, physically, they'll be fine. Mentally, they got to let this go. And it's hard to let it go because you, you, were, on, you were on such a high. You were, you, you were undefeated. You had everything going your way. You felt invincible. And now someone's cracked that mold a little bit. And you've got to repair that in your mind. And you've got to be able to come out, practice hard. I mean, really, you just need to practice hard and get, the, get those woes out of you and uh, be ready for uh, next week's game. I don't know if you look for silver linings after a game like that. You have so much ahead of you, Indiana, this week, Ohio State. And then what could happen if you win both of those games in a strange way, Jamie, is losing a game like that game in Iowa, something you can turn to your advantage and refocus and and come back stronger than you were before that? Oh, without a doubt. These guys, uh, these players know they're they're led by a good senior class. Uh, These upperclassmen know what they need to do. Um, This is the first time that they've been in this situation in a long time. these were, you remember, they, they, their former coach, Brady Hope, they, 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 they've never been in this position. So they, they've got a great opportunity set in front of them. they just got to take advantage of it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh will lead them to the promised land if they allow him to do that. they just got to set, um, set their minds right, go in, practice, watch the film of what, what, what you did on Saturday. The important thing is film study. And then, you know, getting those woes out in practice. I mean, I know that they'll practice hard all week. 
getting ready for Indiana. Well, one more note on Saturday's game, Jamie. Uh, Jabril Peppers, I think, had 11 carries on Saturday from the Wildcat, but Iowa really had a beat on him. They defended him better than anyone we've seen this year, Jamie. Oh, without a doubt. You know, it's, um, I mean, eventually you, you're you going to have to make him just a, you know, a decoy. I think we tried to, you know, stay with the plays that had been working for us, and they've seen those plays. They they probably have nine games of film on that young man. No, not probably. They do. Yeah. And they've got film from last year on him. So they, 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 were, they were ready. And uh, they put, you know, they put in a nice game plan to defend Jabril. And, uh, you know, like I said, Jabril, uh, the, the team, the everyone has got to, you know, get back to work. You know, not you can't dwell on this. This is this will sit. It'll sit there and fester if you let it do. You got to you got to get rid of that bad taste in your mouth. You got to go, go, go get a win. No, that's right. And it's a big day Saturday, of course. It's senior day, the home finale for Michigan. Five and five, Indiana is the opposition. And they might be 500, but these guys, Indiana, have competed in every game, Jamie. And we let Iowa hang around on Saturday night. And we saw what happens when you do that. We cannot let that happen with Indiana this week. They are much better than a 5-5 five and five team, I think. Oh, I think so. I think they were the first team to uh, let everyone know that uh, you can, I mean, teams can compete with Ohio State. They came out and gave Ohio State a run for their money. Even though they lost by more than 21 points, they still hung around for three quarters, and then Ohio State took control. But uh, this is a good team. And uh, you can't sleep on them. So it's a good test for us. This is a great test for us to come back and get ready for that next one down the road. Well, under Kevin Wilson, IU has been a very good offensive team for years. They've given us fits the last few times we've played them. They have a very good receiving crew, a very good running game. So this is a balanced IU offense, uh, maybe more so than it has been in the last few years. They do have some turnover issues. They've really coughed it up in the last few weeks. And I know some fans will probably poo-poo this. I know Vegas is uh, already 28.5 point spread, which is ridiculous. But Don Brown and the defense has got its work cut out for them in stopping this offense, don't they? Oh, without a doubt. They, Like you said, they have a wonderful running back. Uh, they like to run the spread a little bit. Um, they, they have a, a quarterback who has a good receiving core. And they, they looked really good last week. Against Penn State, they hung around, and um, it took Penn State some time to, to uh, put them down. But um, this is a team that had us all the way to the wire to the last second, if you remember last mm-hmm. year, that they really think that they should have won that game. So they're going to come in with a lot of confidence. They're not going to come in and be afraid of the, the, um, the Mich- Michigan um, helmet or anything like that. They're going to come in like, hey, we should have beat you last year, and we're, we're here to – we're here to finish that from last year. So this is a team that's going to uh, come in with a lot of confidence and, you know, expect to give us a run for our money. Well, and, and as you mentioned, that Penn State game on Saturday, we know that offense at Indiana is high octane. But when you watched uh, the Penn State game, hey, the Nittany Lions have been playing some pretty good football since uh, midseason on both sides of the ball. IU had a ridiculous 16 tackles for loss in that game on Saturday. They sacked McSorley three times, and if you watched it, they had a lot of hits on McSorley. They were getting penetration. This defense is much better than it's been in the last few years. Oh, my goodness. This defense has been great. As we, we've all said uh, over the past couple of years, if Indiana had any kind of defense, they, they would dominate the Big Ten. Well, 
they found the defense, and they have a young quarterback who right now is turning the ball over a little bit more than what they want him to. Uh, but if he gets if if he if he gets his game together and that defense played like they played last week, we're in for a dogfight. So we we you know we, we like I said we got to get ready for this team. Can't dwell on what happened at Iowa City. Now it's time to turn your head, looking forward to playing Indiana and keeping a, keeping your focus on just Indiana. What the team has to realize, and I'm sure Coach Harbaugh will help them realize this. Despite that performance on Saturday, all of the team goals are still attainable in every real way. We control our own fate, Jamie. Without a doubt. And, you know, we just got to keep, keep that focus. And remember, I mean, that's, you're still where you want to be. If you set those team goals this, uh, this past season, at the beginning of the season, saying that you want to be Big Ten champs, you want to you be in the Big Ten championship game, you want to be in the playoffs. You want to play for a national championship. All of that is still attainable. And you just got to focus on Indiana. Beating Indiana will get you that much closer to your, your goals. Well, a final thought, Jamie. Uh, Ohio State had their clunker against Penn State. It was a game they dominated and they lost. We, of course, had ours on Saturday. Ohio State is really starting to put it together on both sides of the ball over the last few weeks. Their numbers have been crazy. And again, I know we have to focus on the Hoosiers, take care of business on Saturday. But do you still like our chances down in Columbus uh, in two weeks? I know you've seen Ohio State play uh, off and on this year, but when you compare both of these teams right now, what is your initial thought? I like our chances. I still like our chances. I like our quarterback. I like what our offensive line is doing. I like what our defense has done. I'm going to look at this past game in Iowa City as something that happened. You, you're going to get those kind of games, but that's a rivalry game. When we get to the Ohio State game, we're going to take care of business. I think it's the greatest opportunity that anybody can have to go down to Columbus, Ohio, and play for a Big Ten championship. And that's what that, that's what that's what uh, set forth on them. They take care of business uh, uh, at home this weekend, and then they get they get the dessert that they want. They get what they need. Hey, there's no bigger honor than going down in Columbus, Ohio, and playing against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And do I like our chances? I like our chances 80%, 90% that we can win that game if we have the right mindset going into that game. Well, a big amen to that. Uh, with us today uh, on our Michigan Man Extra, taking a look back at the Iowa game on Saturday and then a look ahead to uh, IU this Saturday has been Michigan great Jamie Morris, also co-host of The M Zone with Marcus Ray, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. on WTKA, The Ticket, Ann Arbor. Jamie, always great to have you uh, on the show, and we look forward to uh, another visit soon. Appreciate it, Mike. Love being on the show, and thank you for talking about The M Zone. Quick Hits is next as we wrap up our game day edition here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, as I said at the top of the show, it's Tuesday morning as we tape today, and the Wilton Spate news has not changed from Monday. 
Various media outlets are reporting he is out for the season with a broken collarbone, but Jim Harbaugh said on his Monday radio show that is not what he's been told by the medical staff. Bottom line, we have to move forward. Channing Stribling was also dinged up on Saturday night, but he practiced on Monday, so he should be a go for Saturday. We might know more by Thursday what is actually going on. Then again, we might not. At any rate, on Thursday's show, we will get to know the Indiana Hoosiers a bit better. They are 500 on the season, but that doesn't tell the story. This is a team with a high-octane offense through the air and on the ground with a much-improved defense. This season, they have met the enemy, and it is them. Turnovers have killed the Hoosiers, and they have not been able to find a way to fix that through 10 games. If they do, watch out. Don Fisher has been the radio voice of IU football and basketball for 44 years now. He joins me on Thursday with his very blunt and entertaining look at Hoosier football and this Saturday's game, so make sure you join us. Our free show app can be found in both the Google Play and iTunes stores. If you're an iHeartRadio person, do a search for The Michigan Man and add us to your favorites or playlist. If you get the show from iTunes, please take a minute to comment or rate us. FireFan will be in the Google Play and iTunes stores in just days now. This is an interactive sports app that is unlike anything we've seen so far. FireFan will take you from being an observer to a participant while watching your favorite sports teams live. It's impossible to explain, but you can get a sneak peek and more information by emailing playitfirst at yahoo.com and leave your cell number. That's playitfirst at yahoo.com and don't forget to leave a cell number. Soon, FireFan will be all the rage in the interactive sports app world. Find out why. That will do it for our game day edition. Thanks again to Michigan great Jamie Morris for being our guest today. I had originally planned to publish a Michigan Man Extra with Jamie and have beat writer Mark Snyder from the Detroit Free Press on this show, but I had some technical issues trying to record Mark on Monday, and then the Wilton Spate news started breaking, so we went with Jamie here on game day. We'll get Mark back in the coming weeks. Thursday, I'll update the Wilton Spate story and talk Hoosier football with radio play-by-play legend Don Fisher. So make sure you come back. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I know Wolverine Nation is worried about the Wilton injury, but we have to focus on the task at hand, beating IU, and then going down to you-know-where next week. So keep your daubers up. Until Thursday, take care, and as always, Go Blue! Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!